Hey there, Sean. Hey, Pierce. How's it going? It's pretty okay. All right. Well, that means it's time for another episode of the It's Pretty Okay podcast. Let's do it. Let's go. This week, um, I, I've, I've been doing a little reading. I do that from time to time. Yes, we are, we are still pro-reading on this podcast. Still pro-reading. Still pro um, uh, I, I like reading because I get ideas and then I can read about them and really back them up with some facts. Not not everyone likes that, but I, I like reading. It, it makes my opinions better, my, my thoughts better. Mm-hmm. But um, So one thought I have invariably invariably had over i don't know like the last year or so is i am not i've never been a video game person and i think in the last six months like the nintendo switch has been announced and like nintendo does cool kind of fun gamey things sometimes like the the wii i think of things that i know and i I had a game boy growing up at least Mm -hmm. Um, so there have been reviews of late for the switch because it's coming out soonish. I don't know how soon it's going to get shipped to people. Um, and there's some Zelda game that people are, are very jazz over. Did, I mean, Max, you said that you and, and Kevin, friend of the podcast, Kevin, were, were plotting on how to get your hands on that. Correct. Uh, yeah, it was more Kevin's plot. Um, but I would have been involved. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. This Maxi, you know, good for that. You will go be an accomplice. Yeah, well, be an accomplice. A- aiding and abetting. So I find that like potentially, it, to me, it seems like a fascinating thing, but I have really no basis in what to do with a video game console because I have never had one um, to to call my own. But I feel like that is different. My experience is different from both of yours. I'm am I correct? Yes. Yes. Okay. So, and I think part of it is, is I am thinking about, I'm not going to do it, but I'm thinking about getting a, I've thought about getting a console for the first time in my life as an adult. But I think to a degree, a lot of people that I know, I think it sounds like Max more, more so than Sean, you guys, in some degree, a lot of your recreation as, as a, as a youth is particularly a teenager was spent playing video games is would you say that that's correct i'll start with you max would you say that's correct yeah um so like how was the time split between that and watching 24 reruns uh it was almost (laughs) entirely equal with um no i definitely played more video games but i had one specific friend where we would we would go get coffee and then we would uh watch 24 slash play call of duty that's you know what that's um that's almost like very it's like almost hipster in a certain way like you get coffee and then you watch 24 you play call of duty maybe think of it in an existential way like why am i so drawn to video games but you you probably weren't doing that probably not i should suggest that the way we played call of duty was always the same and it was always we would just play 1v1 and you could only use throwing knives and we played hours and hours and hours of of just that um (laughs) We had an interesting uh, dynamic. I feel like most people probably didn't understand or would have been bored, but it was there were some pretty cool throwing knife. Uh, well, that's that's cool. I mean, I like that that you have what is frequently thought of as a um, a uh, antisocial 
thing, which is in front of a screen <laughs> playing a game where you shoot computer or, or CPU characters, um, but you did it with a friend, so it becomes uh, you know more more of a social activity. Or with siblings, sometimes I don't know if you played with your sibling. Yeah. So, I mean, Sean, did you play with other people or were you someone who played against the computer? Or, I mean, I don't want to get into online yet, but um, I know that's a thing. Well, <clears throat> I played a little with my brother. Um, and would all, I mean, I would play against the computer too. Um, I, you know, I skewed a little more. I played Call of Duty, but I also skewed a little more towards like sports games. Um, so, you know, I. I don't know. I, meh. my relationship with console gaming, is is a little different. It was not really, it wasn't quite as big a part of my life either. Um. Well, so I a big a big part of your life. I, I well that almost like puts it in your court, Max. Was it a big part of your life? It well, it sounds like it was. If it was one of your central areas of recreation in high school but you also describe it as a social activity so i think of that as being a social human you know what maybe let me uh, let me jump back in because i'm i'm thinking about my high school life a little more and and it was for me it wasn't so much a thing at my house um but one of the things i did a fair amount uh when i would hang out with friends is we would play fifa a lot Um, so it it was that same sort of thing. We would, you know, we would play one-on-one or two-on-two and, um, uh, you know, obviously there's no throwing knives involved in, uh, in FIFA, but, um, that was, we didn't like go over to each other's houses just to play FIFA, but like we would do it while we were there. Yeah, so the throwing knives was just one specific friend, but I would say almost <laughs> all of my that's just what we did in high school when I when I hung out with friends, yeah. we just go to someone's house and play video games. That's that's what we did. I, I don't really oh, you know that makes sense. Um, I mean <laughs> And then when I was alone I would probably play more video games and they might be different games. But, so uh, this yeah. makes me think about you mentioned going to you've both mentioned going to friends' houses but you did I mean my high school experience, I didn't really go to friends' houses because I, I didn't have I think I had friends, but like, no, nah, I didn't, I didn't really, it was a different circumstance. Um, so I think that especially, well, not, not so much you, John, but like, I know for me, and I guess you, Max, like living in suburbs, essentially, uh, and I recently listened to the Stuff You Should Know podcast on malls and like the hangout spot for people who are teenagers I think it, it may be still, I don't know, but especially in suburbs, it, there's nothing really well Well, the mall defined. is definitely still like a big, it's a, still it, a big deal. Yeah, or like some kind of spaces with a bunch of retail because there's just not, there's not that much to do. So maybe video games was, you know, going to someone's house and playing video games was, was almost better because it becomes a social thing, whether you're playing FIFA or Call of Duty or whatever the case may be. Um, so, I mean, was that really maybe like the best avenue for social engagement? In, in high, like all things considered, like efficiency of enjoyment, uh, uh, you know, versus like you just congregate there. Well, I don't, I don't know if it's the best. I can't. Well, what else? What else would you have done? It was extremely 
popular. I, I don't. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, it's in high school. It's all about whatever is most popular. We we know that. Right. That's, yeah. Of that's... course. <laughs> um, I I don't know that I would say my town's very much um, typically like a like a suburb. Yeah. Because it really has its own kind of downtown area. Sure. And a lot of time was spent there as well. But I remember, you know, early years of high school, it might have even been middle school. I mean, we would go to uh, my friend's house after school, and we would play uh, Civ Four. We'd play Hot Seat on his big Mac in his dining room, which means you're taking – it's a turn-based game, and you're taking turns on one machine. Yeah. We would do that, or I would go and play uh, Dynasty Warriors at his house. Or – FIFA or Madden. I mean, the, most social interactions were probably had video games involved. I'm sure. And I mean, we played. Uh, we all had our uh, Game Boy DSs in in middle school, and we were playing Mario Kart in school. Could you play that with each other? Yeah. Oh, that's up to eight cool. people. I did. I I didn't know that. It now, was fantastic. <laughs> you mentioned you mentioned Civ. Is that short for Civilization? Yes. Yes. Okay. Is that the full name? Civilization. Okay, I, I, I genuinely did not know. So yeah. this is or Sid Meier's Civilization, but Civilization Four was the one we we would play. I asked. Um, if... I played a little bit of Five, and then Six recently came out, and that was that's the only video game I can think of that I've purchased in the past probably oh. at least a year. Um, no, would be no, Civilization no, Six. you you stole my segue there. But what I was going to ask you is that this Civ is something that you played as a as a youth. Um, and now you're an adult, mm -hmm. and you have purchased that. And I think ultimately what I kind of want to get to here is you both played games as, as youths. Uh -huh. Now you're an adult, and you're both adult. Well, you are quote-unquote adults. Um, we are adults by age and standing in society, basically. Yes. Um but you still are, you have some, you know, maybe it's just a toe, but you have some amount still in that, that video game world. How often are you playing your, your Civ 6? Sure. And it's an interesting note I would like to mention. Civ 6 is actually the first Civ game that I owned. So even though I played Civ 4 a ton, it was always at my friend's house. Yeah. Um, I think that's important. I never really played it alone. Um, I got into buying Civ 6 because myself and another friend of mine um, a couple, maybe a few times, we, we hung out one day and we just started, he had a second computer and he had Civ 5 and we started playing <laughs> and we ended up playing until like four in the morning. Cause that's, if anyone's ever played Civ, they know that that's kind of how the game goes. Um, you just play and play and play. We played, you know, for like seven hours and I was like, I gotta get this game cause it's great. But how often do I play it? Um, very rarely. So, uh, yeah, so you yeah. played it with a friend in that situation, and that kind of got the ball rolling for you to to engage with it, try to engage with it as you maybe had before or, or continue going. Sean, do you – I know that you made a purchase not too long ago. Did you not? I did. I, I got a PlayStation 4 uh, right around Christmas time. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, – to answer your question, I also am a very infrequent user. So I think my question for both of you is these purchases that you've recently made, have you, and I'll start with you, Sean, have you played on your PS4 with another being in the room with you yet? No, no I have not. 
I, I assume you haven't, Max. You're you you're, you're Civ Six. Have you like play, have you done hot seat with yeah. someone else? Yeah. Oh, you have. Yeah. Well, with the same person that I was playing. Oh, okay. Was, uh, with my friend Robert, we were oh. playing Civ Five, okay. and then I got Civ Six, and we've. It's not really hot seat because we each have our own computer, but we sit next to each other and we've played together. And just the, I just can't. This this is part of it, like me not having grown up with it, like the image of that. Like I know it's, I know that people really enjoy it when it happens because I've been to, I don't know, I went to a friend's place and like they, I don't, I don't know what, he, it might actually be a PS3, but they we're playing games and like we're all sitting around like you know drinking and hanging out mm -hmm. doing the same stuff we're doing but these people have me playing video games and i am i am taken by how much they are clearly enjoying it and i kind of wonder and uh, kind of thinking about the what do you the mario kart where you race and you drink the beer mm -hmm. um it's it's kind of like it is thinking back to those times when you played in someone's basement or, or whatever and now you're doing it as an adult and it and it's kind of fun because it's still it's still social, um, but it's kind of an add-on as opposed to the focus. And I don't know if if is maybe that's what you're trying to find again. Or maybe you're not even looking for it. That was kind of a I, tough question. Yeah, I'm not really sure what the question was there. Um, so I, I understand the the idea of maybe you know looking for nostalgia. I can speak to specific games that I played a lot of as a youth that I've tried to go back to thinking, oh, it'll be just like it was. This game was so good. And it's, it's, it's not. And I think a lot of that stems from the idea that what you're really remembering isn't necessarily just the game, but how the game fit into your life. Yeah. Which for me would have been, you know, a, a weekend in high school where I'd stay up till five or six in the morning playing some game. Um, and it's just not the, not the same anymore. Um, I think part of it for me and I could be wrong, but a lot of, I mean, in high school, what you do with your time, a lot of it is, is you're in school with all your friends. And then when you hang out with your friends, you can play video games. But then when you're alone, you can also play video games. I mean, you can choose to do that. Um, for me, I think it might be a little more now that when I, I spend majority of my time at work and when I'm at work, I'm not with my friends. So I try harder to spend time with friends outside of work um and video games just doesn't seem to fit into that quite as much but i mean i think it yeah. still could I, I i would still play madden or fifa with you know if sean and i were hanging out I'd, I'd drink some beers and play fifa with him and that's that would be fantastic <laughs> i mean i think that makes sense because when you were in school you know <sighs> school is like every bit as much a uh, like a social place as it is an educational place. So like, you know, you're having sort of your base social interactions with your friends at school. And then, you know, at that point, video games is like a change of pace from, from that. But like when you're, you know, when you're at work now, you know, uh, and, and some people, I guess some people like I've, I've had the experience that a lot of my, friends in Charlottesville right now are people that I work with. Um, so it's kind of, I guess it's kind of a similar story. Um, but like for you, your friends are largely not the people that you spend most of your time with during the day. So like when you see them outside of, you know, when you're outside of work and you see them, you've got to sort of fulfill the base social interaction bit before 
before video games sort of enter the equation. A- am I wrong? Yeah, no, that's definitely definitely the case partially. Um, a lot of my transition was really just through college as well. Um, oh, I, I, I remember a college very fewer well. Fewer video games throughout college. Um, well... I remember a time when there was there was still much of that because one of the things that we talked about when we were when we were starting this is that video games is a really really broad term. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of there are a lot of different things. There's there's my there's my form of gaming, which is you know playing FIFA and Madden on a on a console, and then there's what you and the gang did. You know, uh, the the sort of uh, five guys in a room on their computers playing yeah. League of Legends online together, um, and and there were a lot of times that that frustrated me greatly, um, because I I was not a participant in that, and I would feel like, well we're we're all here together, but you guys are you know you're off doing something else, and and you know there were we talked about it a lot and, and you, you explained that that, you know, how it was a social thing for you. And, and I was, I was kind of ignorant and dismissive of it. Um, but like, it was a, you know, it was a, a form of, uh, video gaming that I didn't really, I certainly didn't understand. And I didn't, I kind of didn't think that much of, I mean, like, I guess we should probably, we should bring online into the equation at this point. Right. So I, I think that what you're describing, Sean, and I, I viewed what, what he's talking about. And in either case, whether you're playing FIFA or you're playing League in a room with five people or not in a room, and you're online with your friend who lives in Virginia Beach, it is, is even if you're doing those now, it is the delivery mechanism for social engagement, yeah. which is very much akin to what you were experiencing in high school. Um, so I guess that the two questions come from that, which is, has something taken the place of that? You know, this, this, like, this is, this is how we get social. Um, and, uh, you know, the other thing is, is, is part of it now, you know, ultimately not only is it not the delivery mechanism, but when you do play it, it's more, I know some people, it's like, it's like a release They They really are playing by themselves. I know, Max, you, you had a point. Yeah, well, so it's interesting. I mean, like, to, to Sean's point, yeah, I played a lot of, of League of Legends during college, and afterwards, living here, I was playing for a while and stopped all of a sudden. Um, and two interesting things from that. One, the reason I stopped is, for some reason, I just felt like I was wasting time. Um, the second thing was... I was using it. It was a very great way to stay in touch with a lot of friends. And I've realized that, you know, friendships can be built around different things. And some of my friendships were clearly built around video games. And that's the way you stay in touch with people. Mm -hmm. Um, In terms of why I felt like it was a waste of time, I'm not really sure. Um, I guess I just had other friends then that weren't, doing that as much yeah Um, i mean i would venture that it's probably i mean just based on the timing you know you moved to a different place uh where where you had access to a lot of other stuff going on so the the sort of absolute value of playing video games didn't really change just the relative value changed because 
like you can go into DC and go to museums and shit, and that's awesome. And so, yeah. you, like you, you just you had access to more good ways to use your time. So I, I mean, I think if I were in your shoes, that's probably what I would have thought about. Yeah, I think there's also a case to be made that like in college, if someone's your friend in college, you probably see them like almost every day, if not every day. Right. Um, you can easily have a friend as an adult that you see once every month. Yeah. And that's twice a year norm almost. Well, I I don't want to get into like, oh, people that live further away or this. I mean, like you could have someone that's a good friend that you would consider someone you spend time with, but you don't see them nearly as often. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so I think some of it might be related to that, which again goes back to like the quality of time you spend with people. If I'm going to see people in college, if I'm going to spend eight hours a day with the same group of friends in college, some of that time can be spent playing League of Legends together. Yeah. And it doesn't necessarily matter that it's not as social, yeah. maybe. And but when I'm here and I want to spend quality time with a friend, I might just go sit at an outside bar and chat for three hours. And mm-hmm. maybe that goes to the to the quality of the interaction, but I, that, that doesn't really defend why I stopped playing League, though, because by that measure, I still have plenty of free time, and I could use it to play league and instead i use it to watch a tv show from the 90s well yeah there's there's definitely that because i'm now on season five of the (laughs) x-files i mean i also think about Um, like the the vacation that we just took um you know max and i where we went with friends from college and spent a weekend at a, a cabin in the middle of nowhere and like that so like we're you know to continue the position in life thing like we're now at a point in our life where we can reconnect with the people that we don't see as often um uh, you know it's people who we might have maintained our our friendships via video games or something like that and now we can say all right let's all meet up in this place like we're we're the three of us are going on a vacation very soon um uh, you know uh, where where we're going to be you know connecting by having just a, a, like a different type of social interaction yeah so, like, that comes into play too um i would say the vacation we just took i would say the, the the most popular activity of the trip was playing board games yes definitely or loose term playing games most board variety um interesting to point out because you may not be familiar the one video game i mentioned i still play civilization is a board game on a computer that's what it is it's a turn-based board game i did not know that um yeah you could theoretically play civilization on a board it would be very complicated but it's that's what it is so i think the thing that i am considering is is you you all describe this is is really a transition in in our valuation of, of time, um, and it's not just seeing people less frequently, but on an individual level, you have less time to engage socially than you did before because of work and responsibilities that come with being a quote unquote adult or the things that make you an adult. adult mm-hmm. I suppose. Um, so so like before with video games, you were going to play video games anyways. It also happened to be a social time. Now it's like I have less time with with these people potentially 
and I think that there is a not to make our time with other people scientific because it's not it's it's a feel thing but um you know you're figuring out I maybe I haven't seen this person in three months maybe I haven't seen them in, in half a year how do I get the most enjoyment out of it how do I make how do I extract as much like social enjoyment as possible I I think that a lot of times the turn is to I don't want to say this in a way that sounds like it's it's dependent or anything but you know, you, you grab some beers and go go sit at a, a you know a brewery, for instance, for a couple hours. Or maybe you grab coffee. Um, those are both in their own ways. Uh, you know, one is an accelerant, one is a depressant. But you're looking to take a mood and enhance it. And and I feel like that is very telling in some ways that that is maybe what we turn to instead, because you are now you are older and you understand how to take a social situation and and make it work the most for you in maybe a compressed time frame, as opposed to video games, which there is something somewhat romantic about the way that you can play a video game for 10 hours and it be enjoyable. And now it's like all of a sudden, I, I don't have 10 hours to waste, but you do. <laughs> we just yeah. use it different ways. It's almost like we're growing up. Yeah. I think for me, I think I'm realizing that I very clearly always saw video games as a social thing. It's part of the reason why I've never really liked single-player games. I People tell me, you know, oh, you have to play The Last of Us. And it was cool, but I didn't play it. Um, yeah. Bioshocks, they seem cool. I watched someone play one of them, and that was neat, but I would never sit and play that alone. It just seems... Yeah, I, I don't know why though. I mean, the only the only real video game memory I have of any anything that was like, excuse me, somewhat skill-based or whatever is I remember when it would have been like 2002 or so maybe maybe three but someone who lived kind of catty corner away from me um had an older my age older brother had a younger brother and the four of us would go and we play halo together and you know we had never played certainly no video games that involved people shooting each other before my my brother and i were, were fascinated but also once that wears off it's like i'm doing something competitive with people inside while it's snowing and this is kind of cool. And then six hours later, it's like, that was nice. You know, I hadn't developed my social skills yet. It's a, it's almost like it was a nice, like you start to build up, which is something kind of nerdy and introverted becomes this extroverted, uh, experience where you're competitive with people and there's excitement and you're yelling and, and laughing. And, you know, now I, you know, now I do that at, you know, a, a coffee shop in lower tones. <laughs> Or, or over Taco Bell. I don't know. Oh. That's an interesting uh, interesting take on it. I, I don't know. But I guess I guess the question becomes, Max, is, is that you have – you seem – Sean already took the plunge. I'm not going to take the plunge because I don't – there's well, nothing I'm trying to recapture. Took the plunge as in – He bought a PS4. Yeah. Right. He's also considering – Selling that, and that's and that is my question. That is true, <laughs> and, and that's my, I'm considering. And my question, and my question is keeping all these things in mind, especially about. I think one thing that I'm learning here is video games are at least for both of you. You see a lot of their value in the the social memories and and present things that you you do with them. But are you 
you know, what do you see? Do you see that as a roadblock? Like the idea of this is going to sit here and you're not going to necessarily be able to play it with other people. Does that hinder you potentially buying a PS4? Can you rephrase that? Yeah, yeah. So if you buy this PS4, I think what we've established here is that, you know, there are only so many opportunities to play it and even fewer to play it with other people. And is that what is going to stop you from from getting it? Do you see it as a social device? Um, partially. Uh, but I would also say that spending $200 on a PS4 in my current stage in life mm-hmm. is a lot easier than when I was in high school. <laughs> uh, getting enjoyment out of it should theoretically be easier. Um, would I use it? I that's the that's what I don't I don't know. I don't know if I'd be trying to get something um that i could get uh, i i that's tough tough question um it's okay that's like that's actually not why they pay me the money yeah. but i guess the question i don't know would you play with me I'll but i don't put, I'll but that's jump it but push it back to you but the so the problem with me is is it's not even the reason the reason i don't play video games when people are playing them is, is not because i'm not trying to recapture something um i and I'm used to this, which is I enjoy watching other people play and get excited about that. Like I get some amount of joy in seeing how excited that makes makes them both in the moment and the competitive nature of it and looking back on, uh, I don't know, just something that, that is there before. Uh, you know, if, if you got it, I wouldn't play because I'm not good. I'm not used to the, that muscle memory and everything else. Like it's, I would have to develop it over time. And what we're talking about here is I don't have time to do that. So, I mean. So if I said, do you want to come over and drink beer and play Rocket League? You would I would come over and drink beer, and I would probably try to play Rocket League, but I'd get irritated pretty quickly and ask <laughs> if we could play a card game or Pong or or a, uh, or a board game instead because That's those fair. are things that don't require motor skills in yeah. which I'm, oh, I'm lacking. I'm terrible. <laughs> I mean, my, my high school experience involves water golf. Which is not, you know, not, you know, not finger movements as much as like upper body movements. So I've not developed that muscle memory. Right. Oh, so that's. Hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, I turning pages. Of You've also, I, I think there is something about the fact that my work, unfortunately, is me sitting at a computer for eight hours a day. And. I have less and less of a desire to sit and look at a screen that's what, in my free time. That's what mm. everyone's work is anymore. I know. Um, I don't want to break it down that much, but it is. Oh, jeez. Well, yeah, at least until just... all the factory jobs come back. Or as my coworker says, it's like, what do you do? I, I sit in front of this box, and there's buttons on it, and I push the buttons, no. and the lights change. No, this is, this is terrible. I'm, I'm having, you're just, you're just I'm interacting a, with a machine. I'm having a moment during this pod. Everyone that I know sits in front of a computer all day. Yeah. yeah. That's all we do. Exactly. Hooray. So to go home and sit on a computer and play games or to even go home and watch Netflix is, like, harder and harder for me to do. And so I, that I, one's I try not, to do other That things. one's not harder for me. It's just cuz that takes almost no effort. Well, and when and when we were in high school, you didn't spend your day staring at a screen. Like I didn't have a smartphone. Exactly. I, I I looked at a board, so yeah. I, you know, eventually we had a smart boards in some classrooms and everything, but I was not smart looking board. at a screen. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, smart and boys. now it's now it's all I want to do is escape my computer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or my phone. All right. Yeah. So that's part of it. I I, I just don't want to. We should we should maybe sit and... we should oh. maybe call time on this one before we all get more depressed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, huh. So although I will say consoles have offered do offer a lot more than just video games these days. Yes, um, that is true. But with their Blu-ray abilities, yeah. and they have the Netflix on the PlayStation and but all the other apps. that's a lot to pay and... for, for that. I, I, my, my Roku was, I think, I, I don't know what I bought it for, but like... Well, it's, it's a lot to pay for five. just that, but it's also, you know... Yeah, if, if all you want is a device that plays uh-huh. Netflix, don't get a, a PlayStation, get a... A fucking Apple TV or a Roku or though, something. But though it plays that's Blu-ray DVDs as well. Yeah, but Blu-ray players are right. still way. If all you want for the no, no, they're like you get a Blu-ray player for under a hundred dollars. I guarantee it. Oh, okay, still... but they should be under fifty dollars at this. You point. might be able to get one for under fifty. I actually had a guy at Best Buy recently tell me uh, that rather than like buying a CD deck as part of your stereo, like you should buy you should buy a Blu-ray player and and hook it up. You know, and basically, like, have to you'd have to turn on your TV in order to play CDs, mm. but like that that would be a, a better workaround than paying for a real CD deck. Like, you know, you you shouldn't get a a video game console if you have no desire to play video games at all. That's yeah. stupid. And we yeah. didn't even talk about mobile games. No, we didn't. Uh, well, we well, we, we talked about that a yeah. year ago. Yeah, your your app idea, which wasn't which is. No, I think ultimately I, I, not look, a bad idea. I was wrong. I was focusing purely from the point of view of a consumer, so I I was I wasn't <laughs> well, wrong. I wasn't case, wrong. Always, I was just you're always wrong. You're always wrong if you think about the consumer because it's not about the consumer. I wasn't, as, as I wasn't wrong. I just wasn't. I wasn't thinking about the whole the entire ecosystem. It's not the consumer, as we discussed as part of Max's conversation earlier, that took longer than Matt, than Sean and I combined took to file our taxes but um yeah i have i have nothing to add more to video games because you know i, I don't really i don't i don't understand them but but you guys was... might the people that are listening you might so if yeah. you would like to contribute to discussion come find us on our facebook page or our twitter account at pretty okay pod and tell us about how you played games when you were younger tell us about how you play games uh if you don't play games anymore why'd you stop um we, we would be interested in in any and all of those things. Um, so we look forward to hearing from you. And in the meantime, it is time once again for that magical few minutes known as Pierce's Sorry. What's yeah, on tap I this mean, week? Yeah, I don't have a lot of experience in video games as discussed. Um, but, you know, as far as playing games and losing, that's kind of what this section is, which is me saying sorry for times that you know, I lost, and for the most part could have been avoided. Uh, this this week's installment is actually something that happened recently as opposed to years in the past where I'm I'm scraping over the scar tissue of, of just the, the terrible, <laughs> or not so terrible, but things I feel terrible about. Um, so uh, at work we have a book club, and we have a very exciting theme this, this month, I guess. And... Um, it's things that you should have read in high school, which fits into our video games a little bit. I didn't think of that beforehand. Um, and I and I was emailing the 
the person who's like in, in charge of, of collecting the recommendations, so to speak. And I said um, that I wanted to, I was going to suggest a Clockwork Orange. Um, and I said, I would like to see, after looking at my bookshelf, I would like to suggest this. Now, I didn't think of anything of this because that's where I put my books. I put my books on a bookshelf. And I'm sorry for so casually mentioning my bookshelf and not thinking of the ramifications because then this started, which was a, a pretty like, intimate is the wrong word, but like a, a pretty like, tell me about your real life outside of work discussion about, oh, you have a bookshelf? That's interesting. I'm very curious about your bookshelf. Over email. If it had been in person, I would have been fine, but it's over email. And it all started with the fact that I mentioned the bookshelf so casually. Oh, this is so you. I did not realize that, like, I got the sense that this person probably had a bookshelf too, but I was not prepared for the feedback on right. the bookshelf. The last part. thing you ever wanted was to connect on a human-to-human level <laughs> with a coworker. This is this yeah, so is like the overriding theme of Pierce Asari. Is he and, sorry and for I, a time I, he dared he dared to come down to the mortal world and and accidentally yeah, connect like would be good with for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. Have you ever heard of Skyrim? <laughs> like trip into a conversation with another Skyrim human being. To talk about Skyrim. <laughs> <laughs> Especially someone he works with. Yeah. No, I I think that I think the good news is is like uh, this. This person seems to be on, in many ways, the, the same page to use a, a little book reference there. Um, same page as me. I just, I, I just, I didn't want it to happen over email. I would have preferred it to happen in real life. So I'm sorry for casually mentioning in a, in a work email my bookshelf because <laughs> it opened a Pandora's box. Oh. Um, I think it only opened a Pandora's box in your own mind. Yeah, it, it did. Uh, <laughs> but that's. That's the worst place for a box to be open. I've I've decided. Uh, yeah. Which 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 reminds me. Um. And and uh, this is not the best segue, but uh, Rich reminds me that we posted a lot on our website this week. And we before did. we get into the big idea, I just want to call out. Um. Sean and I posted stuff, which like, go read that. You know, read it if you want. But more importantly, Ian continues to put up fire emojis flame emojis uh in the in the music department which is and i uh, uh someone i know went and saw london grammar like the other day i was like oh yeah probably played this song ian wrote about two weeks ago and uh my friend eric uh he is now contributing and he did i think it's really cool it's worth checking out even if you know nothing about the beer scene but he did a review and kind of an intro of the um of a share he did recently and explains what a, a share is and uh it not only is he having incredible beers but he's he's writing about it in a way that i think is very approachable even if you don't know anything and it's it's a good exploration and um yeah you should you should check it out and there's going to be more of all of that yeah please please do time it, to come. it was if if for no other reason than the than the selfish one that i i spent a long time editing uh Eric wrote many, many words about bottle shares. Um, well, so the, pro- the problem is, is it, it, it's because there were so many bottles. That's part. Of yeah, it. there were a ton. I, I can't imagine how you do that and don't get wasted. Uh, it's I think you probably do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but so you know, so I I basically got to read it like five or six times as I was doing that. So I I 
I thoroughly endorse the the quality of of the piece. Um, please do come check it out. Um, and on that note, we'll close the show with a a big idea from pop culture, and and I've got one this week. Um, Thank you. You know the there's a lot of stuff going on in the world that that's uh, sometimes it's frustrating, sometimes it makes you angry, sometimes it's just really kind of depressing. Um, so escape is important, and I I found my escape this weekend uh, in spending I think a combined total of several hours watching hot ones on youtube um this is watched it yeah you know if you're talking about flame emojis i'll get real literal with the flame emojis um it's it's a series uh from first we feast uh which is a a site that we've discussed before it was the impetus for our uh our discussion of putting mayo on fries and um they're doing some inventive stuff for um, all that you've privately like you know just besmirched uh complex they are a complex like owned thing oh by the way. god damn it oh i ruined it ruined a little it. just a little bit yeah. um uh, you know what i'll let it slide for now so the the concept of hot ones is that this guy sits down with a celebrity and there's a series of increasingly hotter wings. They toss wings in, in these hot sauces that go from sriracha to a sauce called Mega Death Sauce, uh, whose tagline is uh, made with liquid rage. Um, and in between each wing, so both both the host and the celebrity are eating the wings. And in between each wing, um, they ask questions and celebrities answer answer the questions um and so like i got to watch you know you get to you get to watch somebody respond to just insane levels of spice so like watching keegan michael key handle five hundred and fifty thousand scoville's worth of of heat uh it, it, it was a treat um, and it was nice knowing that I didn't have to do any of it. Um, so that that was a, a great escape for me this weekend. Was uh, was watching lots and lots of hot ones. I, I think you should do a a link extravaganza, which is just YouTube rabbit holes. I think that that would be that would be pretty good. I, I, there is a one hundred percent chance that I could do that, and it would be a very long piece. I've gone down a lot <laughs> of YouTube rabbit holes in my life. Oh man, um, and then maybe maybe you know, uh, someone can, no, never mind. But, uh, I'm, I'm thinking of one of the few I've gone down, which was key and peel stuff. And oh then my the, God. It's my favorite YouTube. one. Well, and I was with, I was with, I guess at least you, Sean, and, um, uh, your, your, your lovely friend, you, both of your friends, Jack somehow took over the, the YouTube thing and just played the mandrake choo, 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 where he's, he's chewing and saying chew and it was just stuck on for an extended period of time. It was horrifying. YouTube is a dangerous place. <laughs> yes. Not so you much weren't, a, weren't there. not so much a rabbit hole as a minefield, really. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> I think that's that's right. Well um, on that note, that is the end of the show. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Pretty OK Pod. You can find us at our home on the web, prettyokpod.com. 
which is where you can check out uh, all that great writing that Pierce was mentioning. Uh, and you can also find every episode of this podcast. Uh, we post some show notes with uh, the music that we use uh, and, and occasionally when we talk about something that requires uh, further reading, we'll, we'll post links there. Uh, if you would rather subscribe to the pod on iTunes so that you never miss an episode, uh, we would appreciate that. That's a great way to keep up with the show. We will be back again next week to talk about something else. Until then, I'm Sean. I'm Pierce. I'm Matt. Thanks for listening. Bye.